It's 12 Enough, Season 11, Episode 8C, The Scripture Episode, with your host, Jonathan Malone, and guest host, Alexis Donkin. Enough is a podcast of Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your host, Jonathan Malone, is the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island. Alexis Donkin is a woke woman and an intuitive life coach, and you can find out all about her at alexisdonkin.com. This podcast is brought to you by the limited edition 12 Enough Commemorative Plates. Get the plate with your host's face. Get the plate with the best quote. Get a plate just for Ryland that you could smash over the neighbor's head. Get a plate with scripture that makes you feel pious and holy. Get a plate with a deep conversation for those deep dish casseroles, but never deep dish pizza. 12 Enough Limited Edition Commemorative Plates. Order yours today. And we're back. I am so excited about this edition of plates. I have already right in front of me on my office um, 15 of those 12 enough plates. Now I know listeners you're saying, wait a second, that's not 12. I'm going to smash a couple of them. Um, Probably about three, maybe four. I mean, I only need so many. There's a certain number that I need. I don't know what number that is, but I only need so many. But they're great. They're they're fantastic, and I love them so much. And I will do everything I can to make sure to talk about them, but to never let you know exactly how to order them. Hmm. That's my gift to you. So we're doing the scripture today. Uh, I had a great conversation with Alexis Donkin. Uh, she's been on the show before, and we got into Luke chapter 1, 46 to 55, Mary's song, uh, really just fantastic conversation. Uh, Lexus brings so much, and really I learned a lot. I, I grew a lot from uh, just the engagement over that passage. Now, for those of you who are sticklers for order, um, who like things to be in a certain way, you may say, Jonathan, you didn't do the deep conversation yet. It always goes rileage, deep conversation, scripture, what you into. And here you're posting the scripture before the deep conversation. Well, there's two reasons for that. And I'm not going to tell you either one. You're going to need to live with the unknowing and the ambiguity. That's another gift for you. A gift for the Advent season. So I hope you enjoy this conversation I had with Alexis Duncan about scripture, about Luke, about Mary's song.
I'm here with Alexis Duncan. Alexis is the woke woman. If anyone else tells you they're woke, they're wrong. It's her. She's the only one. No, there, I'm sure there's others. She'll, yeah, and she's also an intuitive life coach on the West Coast of the United States. She has her territory is the entire West Coast of the United States. <laughs> Alexis, do you want to? Uh, good to have you on on the show. Do you want to correct any and all that I just said about you? <laughs> even know where to start <laughs> how about the woke well, woman part uh, well for thanks for having me yeah. <laughs> and, you say and that then, now uh, <laughs> just wait dun 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 yeah, um, nice. no but but uh yeah so um it kind of became like a popular term you know being woke mm-hmm. as someone who's being aware of things particularly it started with more like racism and sexism and those kinds of things but um but there's also this kind of idea especially in um like woo woo or hooby dooby circles um that the idea of awakening Mm. um the awakening to how things are um Mm. right cause whatever and um and so as someone who is aware of all all of those things right 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 <laughs> like that was that was probably a good word and i i cuz i i was like i'm not really a wise woman you know like that kind of when i think of wise women i think of like witches and i'm not a witch <laughs> and, i don't think you and i kind that. of i think you should say that more emphatically I'm not a witch. I mean, let's just really, I want to just make sure everyone hears that. Alexis Duncan is not a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm not a witch. I, I don't practice, you know, witchcraft is something, which right. probably, you're tuning into this, you're probably like, what podcast am I listening <laughs> Why to Why right is it now? important that we state whether or not we are a witch? Well, listener, welcome to the show, and you'll find out. <laughs> Jonathan is in the land of Puritanism, so, you know, well, let's Rhode just Island, be clear. Yeah. Although we would have, Although, okay, we would have made okay. space for witches in in Rhode Island. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. There's, so so um, no, but witches are uh, you know it's it's a whole orientation to spirituality that's very um, grounded in like the earth and and that kind of a thing. Right. And um, and while I have a profound respect for the earth i don't practice those kinds of rituals and things and so it's just not i'm literally not (laughs) although probably in another time and place i would have been called one and hung for some of the things that i say and do (laughs) it's a good thing you were born when you were born you should think yeah yeah. after this podcast i want you to reach out to your parents and say thanks for having me when you did (laughs) <laughs> thanks for being born in the i really appreciate being born in the 80s thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for and, and they'll and i'm sure they'll say well you're welcome it's nice to be appreciated for once that's probably what their response will be um <laughs> yeah, okay so 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 yeah so that's that's kind of um that's that's why the woke woman and and yeah. also because um i just feel like uh it's a way to 
let people know that um, that I create safe spaces. Mm. Yeah. And that it's okay to, one of the things that I do with, um, with clients and just with communities is that I help them, um, to really be themselves and allow themselves to come out, whatever that means, Mm. um, in a, in a loving and safe way. And so I, I think that that's, that's part of why I chose that title. That's beautiful. Excellent. And then the intuitive life coach. Do you want to say anything yeah, about that? It's it's kind of it's it's along the same sort of lines. The the woke woman thing is a little gimmicky, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be we're oh. gonna be perfectly honest, which I totally am about. So you know, um, you're about the gimmicks. But, uh, yeah, well, you know yes. about that particular one anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> not right. not all gimmicks, just right. that one. But uh, <laughs> okay. you know, the intuitive life coach thing. You know, it's um, it's kind of more of a traditional way of thinking about the things that I do, mm. um, and kind of lets people know that I'm using different ways of knowing and different ways of of accessing um, the different things that are going on for people. So it's both you know intuitive and and spiritual techniques, but then also um, more like logic science-backed stuff critical Mm. thinking analysis that kind of thing so so you get the whole package oh fantastic good phew last thing i need (laughs) is someone that there's all intuition and no reason that that just drives me nuts of course (laughs) i'm more yeah (laughs) well good glad we got that out of the way now we know who you are um and you're in do you want to say with the area of the west coast you're in or you want to keep it just on the west coast that's up to you I'm in Southern California. Southern That's... California. Good. That narrows it down quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> in Southern California. And, um, and uh, at the end of the show, I'll have you, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll promo your website so people can find you okay. and all that. But so today we're talking about scripture. And yes. yeah, and we've got this passage. You, I, I so, um, you just let me pick whatever. Usually, my guests say, "Here's a passage I want to talk about," but you're so, you're just so open and free and willing to go wherever. So, I, thanks yeah. for that. Yeah, uh, and my hope is that I'll get this out before Christmas. We'll see. You never know. Cool. Um, yeah, but if I well. don't, but this is a this is really a Advent and Advent and sometimes Christmas passage. Luke one forty six to fifty five. Uh, it's in the lectionary. It's for the oh, I don't remember what Sunday. Maybe the third or the fourth Sunday of Advent. It's in there. It falls into one of those Advent Sundays. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah, it's it's Advent. It's Advent. It's uh, you got four Sundays. You know, try to get yeah. to it. If I don't get this, if if this is um, published after Christmas, then folks, listen to it. Listen to this. Take notes and then save this episode for next year. <laughs> Advent's gonna come back. It keeps coming back. (laughs) So, yeah, so we have Luke 1, 46 to 55. Do you have it in front of you? I do. Would you like to read it? Sure. I have the new revised standard version. That's the kind that Jesus prefers. (laughs) We could talk about that a whole other episode. um... He told me. He told me (laughs) in a dream. So... 
All right. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Mary's, this is Mary's song of praise. Yep. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. Nicely read. Thanks. Wow. Yeah. You should uh, think about being a reader for, for a profession. You just go and read things. <laughs> you could walk through drugstores. If you see people reading ingredients, you could say, let me read that for you and read it out loud. No. Of course it's nicely read. Of course you know how to read. <laughs> hope so. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, Thank you, New York Public Schools. Yeah, hey, you and I, both products yeah. of New York Public Schools, Regents Diploma. There we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did you have, so I, I'm assuming you've encountered this passage before. Yeah, I mean, well, we should probably say up front that um, both my parents are ordained ministers. So American and, Baptist ordained ministers. American Baptist ordained ministers. We'll take. And, I mean, we're proud of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, uh, as, as another American Baptist, there are many people who claim to be an ordained American Baptist minister, and I groan and <laughs> and hide. But when your parents claim it, I say, yeah, that's right. I'm part yeah. of that family. <laughs> yeah. They're well, part I of mean, ours. Part of because, like, we, we grew up in the same church. Right. Yeah, Alexis's so, father was, um, was my pastor for, very, for quite some time um, and really an influential part of making me who I am today. So you can send your letters to the Reverend Dr. Roy Donkin. <laughs> any oh, of your complaints yeah all of your complaints and um just just give it give it to him it's his fault it's his fault your mother tried she really did but <laughs> she kept saying jonathan have you thought about doing something else don't go into the ministry no she never did that either okay but yeah context you're a pastor's kid so you you've read this so, before so I've yeah, so I've been pretty um, deeply steeped in scripture. So even if I don't remember something specifically or like a specific sermon, it's like through osmosis. <laughs> but um, but I have <laughs> nice. to tell you that I told my dad mm-hmm. this morning what uh, what passage we were going to be talking about, and my dad got really excited. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> this is the time for this." He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he just went right to that passage, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's my day, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Talk it, about politics and religion at the dinner table. I bet you do a lot of great conversations about <laughs> politics and religion at the dinner table. 
You're, I, I, I pray for your children. They'll probably both end up hard-right Republicans in an act of defiance. I don't know <laughs> what to say to that, Jonathan. <laughs> just, just get ready for it. That's, I mean, just be ready. Your kids are going to rebel against you one way or another, and for you, they may end up just being conservative. <laughs> as long as they're thoughtful conservatives i guess it'll be okay oh see you are woke that's nice <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <Yeah>. thanks. <laughs> so um I, it, it doesn't surprise me that your dad went right to that passage where he's um, brought down the mighty from their thrones brought down the powerful from, from their thrones and lifted up the lowly uh i mean this is this is a great passage of reversal. I think that's one of, there's so much going on in there, but that's one. I do want to just also say before we really get into it, um, it's often known in musical circles as the Magnificat or in Catholic circles. Uh, so if if, uh, if that's what you grew up in, if that's your context, and if you've done um, different settings of the Magnificat, that's, this is that passage. So what are yours, what are some of your, um, I mean, how do you, how did you re- receive this passage in this time, day and age? Well, I was I was rereading it early this morning because mm-hmm. um, I wake up early, and uh, and I was actually reading. I was like, you know, I I feel like I want to read around it a little bit. So this is you know when Mary and Elizabeth are meeting one another, right? And um, and Elizabeth and John the Baptist, you know, Elizabeth is pregnant with John the Baptist and she says that her, the child in her womb is jumping for joy at meeting her. And, you know, there's this, this, um, this kind of lead up to Jesus's birth. And then of course the, um, the angels come, you know, the angel comes to Mary and tells her what's going on. Right. And, uh, and then she sings, she sings a song. So <clears throat> I was thinking about that. And, um, and here's another little tidbit that I should kind of put out is that I have a almost five month old baby. So I've right. gone through that pregnancy, you know, the lead up to pregnancy and then, um, the whole process and birthing and then having a new baby and, and all of all of that yeah and thinking about um it you know this context for me um the season the advent season i think about as a woman i think about pregnancy and birth Mm. a lot because Mm. that's you know it's one of the things that women can do that men cannot yep um and so it's a very feminine power, and it's one of the most powerful things that a human can do. And I say that because there is nothing that can change reality more than another human being. Oh, that's a great statement right there. A new human being changes reality more than anything else. And so it's no wonder that God would come to a woman and Hmm. another lesson in consent and ask. <laughs> yep yeah yeah that's <laughs> will you 
use your power for this. Right. Right. And she and she says yes, which is crazy pants, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she says let it be with me according to your word. I opened yeah. up the Bible. I'm actually I don't have it memorized. I'm not that good. Just want <laughs> the, the listeners to know that as well. I I had to look it up. <laughs> well, I literally just have the passage in front of me cuz I've got it on my computer, so yeah, right. it does. Um but then, you know, and then she sings a song and it's almost like she's, you know, she's reflecting back on this experience and all the different things that she's thinking about. You know, the idea of reversal, I mean, when you're talking about a woman, mm. an unmarried woman, right. a girl, really. Right. Yeah. She was a girl. Um, who else? I mean, who could be more lowly than that? You know, for being asked to to carry the savior of the world. I mean, right. Going from a, a girl, an unmarried girl from a poor family, right. Being asked to carry the savior of the world, and suddenly she's one of the most important people in history, as far as we're concerned. You know, yeah. She's profoundly powerful being. And, you know, as I, since we're since we've referenced Catholics, the mother of God, you know, right. we can say that. So, you know, even though she could be talking about, um, you know, she could be talking about Herod or she could be talking about, you know, the leading up to what whatever might God's plans might be, because if she's seeing an angel, she could see other she could have been seeing other things, too. They could have shown her something. So who knows? Right. But um but certainly she's also talking about herself. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, talking about how she, and she's anchoring herself in Jewish history, you know, talking about right. the promise he made to our ancestors and descendants forever. I mean, talking about, you know, who's proud. She may even be thinking about people who are, who um, kind of, condescended towards her which no doubt happened right there's mansplaining a, a thousand percent yeah <laughs> which now i now i feel like i i shouldn't offer anything now that you've just made that statement <laughs> like anything i say now is going to be even that was i'm already done i'm done i'm done <laughs> good we can we yeah. can put a fork in this yeah <laughs> you just keep going i mean you're 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 on you really you're, you're just doing great i mean you're making all the points i was going to make but doing it much better than I could have. So that's why I'm not like stopping you either. And I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> 12 Enough is just going to become a show where I take, I get people on and I don't talk. I say, you just say all the smart things that you know. And then when you're done, I'll say, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and multitudes rejoice. I, I um, before we get a little bit further, I want to just back up a little bit because yeah, sure. I, I really, I deeply appreciate the perspective you just brought to me about Advent, you know, as, you know, a, you know, a mother for still, you know, your second child, but, you know, new, somewhat newborn. When are they done being newborn? When they're a year? I don't know. When they start to smell bad? I, when, when are babies no longer newborns? <laughs> I I was wondering that myself actually, but I'm thinking kind of around now as far as um as far as this baby is concerned. I think probably around four months. And so this baby's getting old and tired. 
basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, they can roll over and they can sit up and stuff right. like that. I mean, you yeah. know, they're not floppy larva. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been saying I've, every child I've had, I said the first six weeks are dull and boring. They do nothing. <laughs> And then they start to smile and they're like, oh, how do I make that happen again? What button do I have to push to get that baby to smile? And that becomes a game. Yeah. And then at six months, like, hey, you know all this. Um, <laughs> but what I, 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 the perspective I've always brought to Advent was one of anticipation. Yeah. And um, anticipation in a place of yearning. So one of the things I've tried to like, where is it that I really need God to be present in my life? And where is a world, where, where is creation groaning for the presence of God? And so that we are anticipating the presence of God here amongst us, either in the birth or the second coming, that, you know, that kind of anticipation. But your mm -hmm. emphasis on power is so fantastic. And I, and, and I really wouldn't have, it's a perspective that I just don't have. Uh, and never would have thought about. And that idea of, you know, finding power in a place where no one would normally look or where in a man's world we wouldn't look. And, and I just um, love that that perspective that you're bringing, that you're offering me. I don't know if you meant to, but I'm taking it. Um, <laughs> of, of Advent, of, of being aware of um, the unexpected ways God's power is manifest and God's power is manifest through that power of being able to give birth. Um, and, yeah. I mean, yeah, go ahead. It, it's too, I mean, it's twofold. I mean, people usually think about Jesus, you know, the idea of Jesus himself as a baby and how that's an unexpected power. But the reality right. is it's also Mary's pregnancy and birthing as well. They're, mm. they're both unexpected powers. Yeah. That's and it's um, to to remind it, it, to remind ourselves of the sacred moment of of birth. Um, I think is really really important, and to take it out of just a single moment. But there's a whole. I don't want to get into a sex education course here. Uh, <laughs> ask you, your you know, there's a lot of websites people can look up and books. Don't don't go to websites, please. <laughs> I'm just saying this right now. <laughs> No, oh, no. oh, good, good, healthy websites. You mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. good. No. <laughs> the last thing I need is like some some um, <laughs> some member of a congregation saying my child was listening to your podcast and went and just we looked at talked about witches, Jonathan. So that ship has sailed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to give the warning on this podcast. <laughs> Content warning. Yeah, not because of language. But some of this stuff. Um, <laughs> might make some Christians uncomfortable. <laughs> Sex well, happens, I think folks. It, it, it's a part of it, it. Talk to your parents. Go, uh, go, go and talk to your parents. Ask them how you came to be. If you know, and, and uh, if you really need to, if that's not enough for you, reach out to Alexis and she'll talk to you. She's happy to. <laughs> Actually, I have some friends who are sex educators that are great. So okay, see, <laughs> yeah. So now, now I, on the other hand, moved specifically. One of the reasons I moved to New England was so that I wouldn't have to talk about things like this. We repress it. <laughs> we, we we have this complicit this agreement, the social contract that we know sex exists, but we don't talk about it. Not in polite company. <laughs> Yeah. No, I. <laughs> <laughs> but all right. 
that idea, I, I, I really do, uh, I deeply appreciate that I, that view, that, that nuance of advent, of that idea of power in, in creation of life and putting that um, squarely with Mary, with a woman. You know, so it goes mm-hmm. back to that reversal as well, that we would assume that the power is with the man. Um, that's the patriarchal narrative that we're taught. Yeah. Here's, here's the reversal. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, did you want to say more about reversal? Um, well, I mean, this is kind of like a theme in the New Testament. Yeah, especially Luke. Especially in Jesus's ministry and his, I mean, the Beatitudes classic. Yeah. But, um, yeah. But, you know, just thinking about this as the beginning of that, of, of really, um, kind of switching it up because you also want to think about, you know, the context of the times. I mean, the, in Judaism, you know, the priest's class is very you know, powerful and controls a lot of the community. Um, you have the the king, of course, mm-hmm. which we which comes up later um, as a problem, Herod. Yep. yep. And so the idea of you know power coming from a class of person. I mean, there's so there's so much here. There's so yeah. much in this one human being of Mary, you know, because she is poor. She's not, she doesn't have anything. She's not married. She's, she's, I mean, there's, depending on what you believe and what thought, you know, theological background you come from, you could say that Jesus is, um, you know, kind of a bastard (laughs) or, or, um, he was a, a a mumser. Yeah. Mm. Right. Like, like, I mean, this would be, like the epitome of not acceptable in Jewish law. I mean, this is, this is a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal that, that God is saying this, this woman and her child are going to be the ones that are going to save you. Right. Yeah. It's just, just a really like it's just a really crazy sounding thing you know and you think about like who would this person be now you know a person like this i mean we could talk about the trans community mm-hmm. mm, right about you know a person of color i mean i think specifically uh, like who has been the most <laughs> just kind of rubbed out <laughs> and that would be like native americans you know yeah like, Native American trans person was <laughs> like, right. I mean, how, how much more outside could you get in right. the U.S.? Right. Now? You know, and then that's the person that is here to save you. And can you imagine? It's, like, can you imagine what would happen? People, it would, people's minds would just explode. They wouldn't know what to do with that. And then we'd have to clean it up. We'd have all yeah. these brains and. Bits of skull everywhere. <laughs> well, we would have to clean it up, but I don't know that we'd be cleaning up brains. We, we you know, it, it would, it would, it would manifest in the. I thought you were being literal. That's why. <laughs> no, I think your yeah. your point is 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 fantastic. You're, and and 
but at the same time, I think what is also amazing about, especially this song from Mary, is it's not saying this is a new thing that God is doing. Um, yeah. In, in her song, she's saying, this is the God we've always followed. Um, and, yeah. You know, and, you know, this is, and, and that's that, you know, um, he has shown. So this, I love the tenses in this. And, and uh, I'm sorry that I just don't know my Greek well enough to give you the actual tenses and stuff. Um, I just feel like I should be spending my time with more, with, with things that are important. But... Uh, <laughs> As opposed to ancient Greek. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All you biblical scholars, theology is more Sorry. important. Sorry. That's Well, no, it's just true. It's just, it's objectively... <laughs> true um <laughs> sorry not sorry <laughs> yeah uh, you can send your angry emails to 12 and up at gmail.com I'm, I'm happy to interact no um the tenses how it's past tense and um well that's but future. that would always yeah that would always be true whenever you're talking about god right but but how she reaches back to that so that he has shown yeah. strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their heart. Um, one of the scholars I looked at, so this is, this, none of this is my own, um, you know, was saying that this is a, a reaching back to the Septuagint um, translation of the Exodus narrative, the strength of his arm. Uh, it it yeah. is, and I think it's I think it's a safe claim to make that this is a callback to the whole to the Exodus narrative. Where again, the you know the, the Hebrews were people who were the lowest of the low, oppressed, feeling like they've been forgotten, and God does this amazing thing, and and that's what yeah. Mary's saying. That God, that this this God, this who's doing something amazing now, is the same God that did amazing things then and continues to do amazing things. Yeah. Um, so that hope, uh, um, another uh, that same scholar, I think it was Tannehill, so people can get angry at him. Uh, he made he made this great point that this is the first song that we find in Luke, or Canticle, if you want to be if you want to sound smart. Um, it's the and it's it, it happens before Zechariah's song, and and if you read Luke, you know Zechariah gets visited. Uh, Zechariah, um, you know, and Elizabeth, they get that kind of word from God before Mary, saying, "Hey, you're going to have a child, and, and this child's going to be amazing," and then Mary gets the word. And it's Mary who sings first, not Zachariah. Zachariah, the man and the priest, he has to wait. I mean, it's not like Mary was saying, like, just hold on a second. It's just the way Luke tells, gives us the story is, again, putting Mary first before Zachariah, saying, you know, she's the one that, um, that has prominence. Now, it's also probably to put Jesus over John the Baptist, because that's always a, that, that's a constant tension throughout the gospel you know, why is Jesus not the same as John the Baptist? And like, well, because John the Baptist is the person who's proclaiming. So let's continue to make that clear. But I, I think it's still, I agree with Tannehill's point that it's significant that Mary sings before Zechariah. That Mary's well, the one. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say that's exactly what we were talking about earlier. It's the whole, it's the same reason. Right, yeah. She's, she's more important than he is. <laughs> <laughs> right, he doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> he really, I mean, it really, it's, yeah, Elizabeth, and actually, if you want to say, Elizabeth gets the very first kind of song, because she meets Mary, and she says, blessed are you among women, and blessed are the, you know, is the fruit of your womb. 
I don't know if that's yeah. actually a song, but I've heard it reci- recited again and again and again. Um, <laughs> not by me, because I'm not Catholic. I've never had to do that, but I've heard other people recite it. Um, <laughs> so that's, yeah. That, I mean, so even Elizabeth gets that first, the first kind of say, and then Mary gets to break out into a huge musical number with the Magnificat. <laughs> Just for some reason, I have like Broadway images in my head now. Oh yeah, actually, they they found some archaeological evidence that there was um, there was a whole backup band dancers at that time, just for this song. <laughs> there was lots of uh, angels and cherubim. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it started small. If you if you ever, folks, go on YouTube and look up the original casting of the Magnificat, and you'll see that Mary starts just sitting on a stool with a lyre, not a full harp, because she's pregnant, let's be realistic, um, <laughs> with the lyre, and strumming and just singing the first part, but then the curtains open up behind her, and you have all these seraphim and cherubim, and they start singing and dancing, and it's, it's, it's fantastic, it really brings a tear to my eye every time, and... And what, what is really amazing, Neil Patrick Harris has a cameo at the very end. Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my gosh, he's immortal? I didn't well, know that. Well, he's just that good. <laughs> he is just that good. <laughs> the thing you learn about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before Doogie Howser, he was doing musical numbers with Mary um, in the first century Palestine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh... So what I'm learning right now is that we really owe Neil Patrick Harris a huge debt of gratitude for just being who he is. <laughs> I, I just don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> <laughs> did, did you not have that in your notes? Um, <laughs> okay. No. Maybe, maybe that was a different scholar. Um, I think Brueggemann talks about it. <laughs> no Craddock does in his interpretation commentary about Neil Patrick Harris. Um, what do you so I, I want to shifting gears out of the absurd and back to the the somewhat serious. Um, what do you do with how do, how does this speak to you today? This passage. So. Um... Right now, in our country, mm. we've got um, we've got some pretty angry men <laughs> Fair. who are walking around talking like they should, you know be the ones in charge and should be um, making decisions for everyone. And uh, that ends up being a really awful thing for the majority of people. Um, Because I'm specifically thinking about um, white nationalists and, um, incels and that whole thing yeah and so and and then along those lines i'm also thinking about you know time's up and me too Mm. 
and how right now in some ways we have a reemergence of a feminist movement you know we have like a I don't know, is this the fourth or the fifth wave? I guess it depends. I'm not a, I'm not a women's studies person, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, There's, right. Something's it's, it's happening. Some yeah. Something's happening. And, um, and we have younger women who are, are getting involved in this mm. and lending their voices to it. And then we also have, you know, older women and, um, you know, zennials and, Gen X or whatever coming out of the woodwork um, and getting re-engaged in ways that they haven't been engaged in in some time. Right. And it makes me think about, you know, how that question of reversal, mm. that question of, you know, women not wanting, you know, not not being willing to put up with bullshit anymore. Right. Um, I hope it's okay to say that on this. <laughs> I think I'm allowed three before I have to put the warning on. And if someone's made it this far, they have a thick skin already. I know. That's kind of like, if if you've committed this far and then you look at Alexis's website. Oh, my gosh. Wow. First of all, it's full of of expletives. No, it's not. It's not. not. Oh, it is. Oh, okay. It's full of expletives. It's not, not well. Okay, it's it, not full, but is it, no. Is it I safe talk, for work I, or not safe for work? It's safe for work. It's safe for work. Then you're okay. You were making it's an excellent point about you know. So this reemerge. This okay, so so the question of reversal. I mean, the question of you know who is who, who the the powerful are made lowly and the lowly are made powerful. You know, the God lifts up the these people who are. I mean basically been trod on for mm. centuries i mean w- women and people of color i mean the the having people of color and women in places that make them actually equal mm. i mean not not in not lip service but right. actually equal <laughs> right right yeah where they're making the same amount of money, where they're being given responsibilities, where they're um, being allowed to come to the table and having their voices heard is a very threatening and upsetting thing. But if you look at the gospel, Mm -hmm. if you look at God's choice of how salvation comes yeah it's what it's through a woman <laughs> it's through a woman it's about to go down yeah <laughs> things are gonna get crazy <laughs> and it's gonna happen with a woman of color <laughs> yeah that's right from a poor neighborhood <laughs> from, right yeah probably so, their school was underfunded too yeah exactly <laughs> And she and she was like, you know what? <laughs> Here I am. Here, I, yeah. Let it be according to your word. So I so I think that that's something to kind of think about is that that God is not choosing the people who have been dominant and in power and and the people who would stereotypically be the ones who 
are calling the shots. Right. God is saying, no. Right. I, I have gifts for all my children. I have love for all my children. And the ones who are going to make the big changes, the ones who are going to bring about my kingdom are the ones who you least expect. Yeah. That's, yeah. I love it. I, I, uh, it makes me think of the uh, liberation theology idea of preferential option for the poor. And I don't, yeah. I don't know if they got that from Paulo Ferreira's Pedagogy for the Poor. I don't know enough to, I just don't remember. So again, you can write in 12enough at gmail.com and correct me. <laughs> it's fine. Give us a liberation theology lesson. We'll yeah, take it. Please. But that <laughs> but idea, yeah. yeah, that idea of the preferential option, because it's, you know, we're not saying that God doesn't love people who are rich. That's not what we're saying. No, yeah. not at all. But God goes first to those who are hurting. Yes. And and, and calls us to do the same. Yeah. Um, this is, you know, it's um, all the settings of this piece, of this song that I know are, you know, from a classical music genre. Mm-hmm. They're big, right? All the settings that I know. I'm sure there are some nice, quiet, like folky kind of settings in the Magnificat, but the ones that I know are big. I think Bach mm-hmm. did one, Vivaldi probably did one. I mean, they were all chasing each other, trying to outdo each other. Um, yeah. I mean, but it was part of it was that was of the time. And there if, was a then. <laughs> yeah, that was, was in the water. <laughs> it it feels wrong. Um, in, in reading this, to have it be big. I mean, I made this whole spiel about it was a big Broadway number, but boy, would that actually be... It, it, it feels like it needs to be simple. It needs to be um, at that really basic kind of level and to say it's here. Yeah, well, you know, it's kind of like... For some reason, I'm thinking... And this is this is kind of funny because it's not actually... For some reason, I'm thinking of folklorico, which is a kind of, um, at least I know it as a Mexican dancing. Okay. Um, but it's kind of, it's it's actually, it's fancy, but it's also something that is very, like, of the people kind of thing. Right, right. And, and so, yeah, I mean, this would be like, you know, this would be something that you would be singing I mean, she could be singing this while she was washing dishes, honestly. I mean, right. you know, it's it's just something or like something that you might be like humming in your mind. I mean, this is this is that's kind of the context that we're thinking about. It's not yeah. it's not some big thing. You know, it's like it's like any of those things that they become big. But they were once really small. It's like the tweet that got around you know a million whatever retweets or likes or whatever right just a thought right right that's what this is you know it's just a thought it's just you know her own like Anne frank's journal entry or something right you know well in that sense there's a real contrast with the advent and then christmas season um you know advent you know those those who take advent seriously and and are more liturgically minded tend to try the best they can to keep advent still somewhat somber and penitential um uh but by the time we hit christmas you know it's it's just like we've got to make it big we've got to celebrate we got to put on the lights we got to let you know just go go crazy 
And, mm-hmm. and this feels really in contrast to that. And, and I'm wondering, you know, one of the challenge, one of the struggles I have, not just with this, but with just theology, with just faith in general, is mm-hmm. that there's so much hope in this. And then I look at the world and I see the disparity in rich to poor. You know, I see that widening pay gap. I see people in power not being brought down, but continuing to do things that are heinous and evil. Um, I, I see the poorest going hungry and the rich having much. You know, so I see things that feel in direct contrast to Mary's Magnificat. And I struggle with, is this not going to happen? You know, what do I do with it? Do I just have to wait for God? Like, it, so go so ahead. I'm going to tell you a story because I think this will help. Great. Good. Um, so so when I was pregnant with my my first child, yep. I was seven months pregnant and my husband lost his job. Mm. Wow. And with it, our health insurance, we lost our health insurance. And this was this was before the ACA. Yep. So our options were Cobra or nothing. And Cobra was stupid pricey. And oh, it was like, yeah. you know, like it was crazy. So <clears throat> we were like, what are we going to do? We were living in the Bay area, which for those of you who, um, the Bay area, when I say that, that means San Francisco Bay area. Okay, good. Thanks. Um, Cause I wasn't, I was like, Cape Cod. <laughs> I'm out here. I was like, Bay area. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> but no, no, San Francisco area. We were in, we were in Oakland and mm. it's pretty pricey there. You yeah. know, it, it was it was not a cheap location. Yeah. And so we're like, what are we going to do? And so on the one hand, I was eagerly expecting the birth of my child. Right. And all that that would mean. But on the other hand, I was kind of, is this number three, scared shitless? That's um, number two. You, know, yeah, you get one more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise I won't drop an f bomb. Well, please, yeah, that I gotta bleep out. Yeah. So, you were terrified. <laughs> so I was like, you know, we were like, what are we gonna do? What's gonna, what's happening? You know, how are we gonna manage all this? And those are the exact moments that God transforms. Hmm. So. I ha- I have to say, even though it was the the time, you know, the birth was it was a profound birth. It was a spiritual experience for me. Yeah. Which, which um, hopefully, m- most women are able to have that kind of spiritual experience. But I know that it's not as common as maybe it should be. Mm. Um, but 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 birth was a spiritual experience for me. Beautiful. And so, so, I, so I had that happen. And then also there was a church that we had literally just connected with mm. just a few months prior and they fed us for like two months. Wow. Um, a former boss of, of my husband's came and offered him a job. It wasn't a lot, but it was enough to kind of help us get by for a few months and we mm. had people, some people, strangers that I had never met, giving us things wow. to maybe. I mean, people from all over the country sending wow. things to us, you know, praying for us, you know, giving words of encouragement, all this kind of stuff. I mean, it, it was the outpouring of love and the network of support that we received at this time, which was really, I mean, it was a, it was a frightening, concerning time. Yeah. It 
could have been, you know, it could have been like the absolute worst. And in some ways it was, mm. um, you know, the after, after the birth, I mean, I kind of had some postpartum depression mm-hmm. that kind of because of everything that was going on. Right. And so, um, and you know, my, our marriage was in kind of shambles and all this stuff, but at the same time, there were these, there was this expression of love from other people. And then the gift of being able to really figure ourselves out and get really clear about what we wanted to do and who we wanted to be. Mm. And so you can look at the world now right. and say, well, everything's in the toilet. Like we've got wars happening across the world. We've got, you know, this, that, and the other thing, but mm. yeah. At the time you have social movements that have never before been seen i mean you have young people who are standing up about gun violence you have women who are speaking out about their experiences you have people of color you have athletes you know articulating their perspective and their opinions in a really public way people using their 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 influence Mm. to show um that there are different ways of doing things. Yeah. I mean, you like, you know, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates giving millions and millions of dollars. Right. To right. kinds of um, organizations for research, for um, infrastructure, for all sorts of things. You have, um, and actually violence and murder rates are down now. Right. Um, right. Like the lowest that they've been. And and hunger and poverty is down across the world. Right. And and you have um oh gosh, I, I totally lost what was the other oh sickness. I mean we've oh, yeah. got you know we've had major strides in that. So so and then you have people who are working diligently on climate change too. So it's it's like on the one hand, yeah, there's some stuff that's really toilet stuff. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, despite or even because of some of those really awful things god is taking that and right. transforming into something magical and better than we could possibly imagine and uh, as my my dad likes to say this and i honestly don't even know where he got it from but it's it's if it's okay then it's done if it's not okay it's not done Hmm. It's not finished yet, right? And and with God, everything is okay. So if it's not okay, then God isn't finished with it yet. Oh, good. So, okay. Yeah. So, so when we're at these moments, these pivotal moments, like birth, which is a powerful pivotal moment where we're changing things in a really big way. Right. That's the moment where you have to say, okay, this is going to be really exciting and fabulous because God is going to do something really powerful and amazing. And we don't know exactly what it's going to be because we're human and we're limited right. by our understandings. Right. But, but wow. You know, if we can yeah. just wait, That's if we beautiful. can just hold on, then something amazing is going to happen. So Christmas should be a loud and brash celebration. Absolutely. Definitely. Not Advent, <laughs> though. Not before. 
<laughs> That's just me being a curmudgeon. So I, I, well, yes and no. I mean, you can be like, you can, I, I think a little anxiety is okay. You know, that's okay because oh, those big changes can be scary and and um, and maybe we feel a little worried about things that we've done and maybe, you know, whatever. But um, but also there's the anticipation, the excitement of mm. that stuff. You know, and, yeah. and there's, yeah. better, there's no better reminder than seeing a kid who's waiting to get presents. Oh, right. Yeah. They're just like can't be held back. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not even, I mean, and I'm not talking about the materialism. I'm talking about that anticipation that they right. have right. waiting for the good stuff. Yeah. You know, it's waiting for the good stuff. So, so yeah, for them, it's just about the objects, but, but for, for us as adults who are able to kind of get out of that stuff a little bit better, right. we can kind of say, no, wait, good. you know, this is, yeah. The exciting thing that's going to be happening isn't it amazing? Right. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Nicely done, Alexis. Yeah. So, okay. I, I think that's wow. That was so brilliant. And I don't want to. I don't want to try to add anything to it because I feel like I'll take away from it. Um, <laughs> but I, I wanted. So yeah, I want to encourage people read the Magnificat, um, and if, you know, read it often, and maybe the last week before Christmas, read it every day. For that anticipation, that excitement, this is what we're looking for, and I love that you offer that to give me that story of hope. That's very helpful for me. So thank you for that, and and I'm sure it speaks to others. I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not all the way down. I'm a pastor, which means I fluctuate between hope and despair. Um, <laughs> every time I think about my sermon, uh, <laughs> it's what we do. Um, <laughs> So, uh, folks, yeah, read Luke chapter 1, verse 46 to 55 in any translation you'd like. Uh, Alexis, what is your website? Uh, it's just alexisdonkin.com. A-L-E-X-I-S-D-O-N-K-I-N.com, right? Yes. Okay, good. So people can find it. Uh, are you still uh, – you're still selling your curriculum on uh, yeah. interfaith uh, studies and such? In Perpetuity. Yeah, in perpetuity, <laughs> forever. Never. That will be for. Go check it out. We folks. It, yeah, for those. The last time Alexis was on the show was to talk about that curriculum. Curriculum. I can't say that word. Um, it's really, really excellent. And if you have, if you know of a community or your community is really saying we should learn about other faith traditions, go there first. This is the best. Forget about Houston Smith's book. It's kind of patronizing. Her her stuff. Houston Smith's book is fine. Um, Alexis's work I, is really I, fantastic. I am not patronizing. That's for sure. No, not at all. And uh, you know, and and definitely also want to say, you know, go watch Neil Patrick Harris do some of the Tonys. Um, his opening numbers are fantastic. <laughs> I'm not a music. I'm not into musicals. But I've watched a number of his opening numbers, and every time I'm like, my gosh, that guy could just nail it. He is so good. <laughs> and I just don't like musicals. Uh, any other self-promotion you want to put out there, Alexis? Uh, no, that's that's probably good. But, I mean, the well, here, one thing. Okay. Just one. Um, just one. <laughs> so if, if – um, if any of those things that, that I've said today resonate with you mm. or would resonate with someone else, 
just reach out to me because good yeah one of the things that i am able to do for people is to help them gain insight and and have breakthroughs so that's one of those things and it kind of goes back to our conversation is that i help you transform those difficult moments mm. AlexisDonkin.com. So, Go to that website. All your contact info is there, right? Yeah. Good. Yeah. For sure. yeah. That, and that's the, the best way for people to reach out to you. Um, yes. I'm not going to give them your address. No. Uh, I, I don't have it. But <laughs> you know, there are certain rules that I follow for all my guests. But yeah, I want to I want to echo that, Alexis, that, um, you know, that you are there to to walk with people in whatever stage of life they're in, you bring some, you know, brilliant skills and, and you bring skills and abilities for that. Um, and people reach out to her, check out her website, connect, connect with Alexis, um, have her be a keynote speaker at your next event. Um, host her for a week at your church, hire her for whatever, or just, you know, write checks and send them to Alexis. Yeah. (laughs) I'm totally down guys. Yeah. No, but thank you for 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 offering that. Uh, the last thing, your do you go to the church your dad pastors at right now? Yeah. What's the name yeah. of that church? Uh, it's Cambridge Drive Community Church. In what town? Goleta. Louisa. Goleta. Oh, Goleta. E T A. And what time is their worship service? Oh, ten thirty. So. Ten thirty ish. You know, whenever. Um, well, it's Southern California, so we start at ten thirty, but it's Southern California. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> I I would I wouldn't last a day. Uh, if you're in Goleta, no. go to the Cambridge Ga- Cambridge Cambridge Drive Baptist Church. No, it, no, no, not Baptist. Oh, sorry. All right, but they don't put Baptist in the name. You know, yep, people get, get weird. About I know, yeah. So if you're in Goleta, go to Cambridge Drive Church, Community Church, Community Church, Community Church. <laughs> Show up. Or... You'll get, you'll get it eventually. Yeah, you know, I haven't been invited there to preach, so why would I care? No, uh, and you know, show up around ten thirty, whenever. And if you're in the East Greenwich area, if you're in the Greater Rhode Island area, um, you can come to the First Baptist Church in East Greenwich. Our worship service is at nine thirty on the button. Now. <laughs> Now, the difference between the size of the congregation at 930 and the size of the congregation by 10 is about three or fourfold. Um, they, people just keep showing up and keep showing up. So no one shows up at 930. But, you know, that's when I start. Um, <laughs> All right, Alexis, thank you very much for doing this. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Thanks for having yeah. me. <laughs> That was great. That was fantastic. I, I, you know, I didn't have any doubts at all. I knew it would be fantastic, but it was just always good to talk to her. And, and she just, she really brings a lot of just um, great insights, right? great thoughts. Um, in the midst of uh, editing this, GarageBand decided to update itself. And so now I'm working with a whole new uh, GarageBand. I started off one way, I'm ending another way. I don't like that. I don't know who to complain to, but.
I'm not happy about it. Not happy at all. But hopefully everything will be okay. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I do encourage you to check out Alexis's website, alexisdocken.com. Um, you definitely, yeah, just go check that out. If you want to leave a comment about this uh, this episode or any other episode, you can do that at 12enough at gmail.com. You can go to the Facebook, uh, 12enough.com, and you can see the show notes for this show and other shows. Uh, um, and you can hear other shows and see my blog and pictures from my hikes, which really doesn't have much to do with 12 Enough, but you know what? They're nice pictures, I think. They're decent. Something. What else are you going to look at? I mean, seriously. Actually, don't answer that question. I, I don't want to know. You know, t- Never mind. And uh, go to Facebook and you know, join us on Facebook because I post things there every now and again. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I Pastor Malone. It's very exciting. Very, It's just amazing what I do on Twitter. It's riveting. Riveting is the best word I can come up with to describe my presence on Twitter. Uh, and if you weren't sure, hopefully you understand now why I posted this episode before the next one. I did it out of order for those who follow avidly. Uh, I, You know, it's, it's an Advent scripture. So let's get it out there. And I think I'm going to be able to do it. And so, that's the show. Um, definitely go to iTunes. I forgot my what I was doing. Like and rate the show and do all that stuff. And as always, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great holiday. You know, don't get too stressed. Something to drink. Have a good time. 12 Enough is a podcast about Christian faith and culture in the modern age. Your hosts were Jonathan Malone, the pastor of the First Baptist Church of East Greenwich, Rhode Island, and Alexis Donkin. You can find out all about her at alexisdonkin.com. The thoughts, ideas, opinions, ruminations, moments, moments of brilliance, moments of insight, moments of just kind of flubbing and not really sure what we're saying or talking about or anything of that nature do not reflect our houses, our friends, our families, our churches, our um, Neil Patrick Harris, or anyone else of that matter. These were our own ideas. This for sure, is our podcast. And listen for just one more moment for probably the best rendition of a Christmas tree ever. Christmas tree. Christmas tree. Christmas tree.
Christmas tree, 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 Christmas Christmas tree, oh Christmas tree, you stand in 